sounds like Europe. Cross-border podcasting. Hello and welcome to Sounds Like Europe, cross-border podcasting, a project brought to you by WIPAD. I am your host, Javi Caminero, and on this episode, I'd like to focus on the current state of the podcasting audience in Europe. According to Feinstack, there are at least 850,000 active podcasts in the world. A research conducted by consulting company Alman Salomon shows that every day around 17,000 new podcasts are published. I'm well aware that some people listening to this could think there are way too many podcasts and keeping track of all of them is impossible. But I prefer to see these big numbers as the proof that confirms there are podcasts for everyone. If you are into sports, politics, comedy shows, or even if you want to know everything about the WePod project, there is a podcast for you. Anyway, it's safe to say podcasts have become a global phenomenon, but the success of a podcast is heavily conditioned by its social context. The formats that are huge hits here in Spain could be less successful in Poland or Ireland. I'm joined by Edu Alonso, head of podcast for Southern and Eastern Europe at Spotify, to understand how the European audience listens to podcasts. Hola, Edu. Hola, hello, everyone. First of all, Edu, I'd like you to, to tell us your story. What's your relationship with podcasting and how did you end up working as, as head of podcast at Spotify? Well, I joined the Spotify band back in 2021, January 2021. I've been working for the entertainment industry for more than 10 years. It's also fair to say that I used to work for more video and cinema companies before, very close to video on demand platforms. And suddenly this opportunity to join Spotify came up. So I should say that is my very first experience in the audio world. It's also true that the audio, of course, is part of the entertainment industry. and. It's also fair to say that Spotify is more visual than ever, no? Now that we launch video podcasts as well. So my passion has always been to bring content closer to the audience. So that's why I ended up here in Spotify working for the podcasting industry. How did you transition from the more visual entertainment world to, to podcasting? Was it, was it easy for you? Well, it was easy. Uh, my colleagues and uh, my company made it super easy for me. Also, there i it's true to say that the, the, the stakeholders in the, in the industry are similar to the ones that I used to work with. So there are many people that I used to work in the past that are also into the podcasting industry. And also, I used to work in cross-country companies. I used to work for uh, Canal Plus in Spain, but later on in Rakuten. Uh, so I'm very used to work on a transnational uh, type of style, let's say. The, the podcasting industry is uh, even bigger now. It's still growing. But how would you describe the, the trends regarding the, the evolution of the podcasting audience in Europe in the last few years? Yeah. So um, I should say that the podcasting industry for Spotify is quite uh, new if you compare it with the Um, trajectory of the company. Spotify has been operating for more than 15 years already and uh, the big bet on podcasting has always or has started uh, just a few years ago in 2018. So in only five to six years the, the spectacular growth that we have seen in the industry uh, it, it's something that it, it's it's amazing for all of us. No, If we look at the Spotify numbers in the last few years as I said in five to six years we have moved from 10 million listeners to more than 100 million listeners in the world and consumption has grown more than 1,400%. So this is a proof or it's the testament that this is an industry that even though it's not new because it has existed for a, for a long time, it's a suffering or going through and a spectacular growth. No? 
Today, in Spotify, more than half a billion people have listened to podcasts already. And uh, you were mentioning before that there are uh, lots of podcasts being uploaded on a daily basis. At Spotify, when we started this bet in 2018, we had 200,000 titles. Today, we have more than 5 million titles. So as you said, every day, we have new creators jumping into the podcasting industry. And this is just the starting point. So we are kicking off a phenomenon that it's not here for just a few days. It's going to be... Uh, here for a long time and we see growth uh, year over year on content but also on consumption and when you look back these few years these five six years you, you were talking to me about is there any format or any genre that that works everywhere that is like a, a safe bet well um generally speaking i think Podcast consumption is something that is still hyper-local because of the language, of course. I mean, we are lucky, especially here where we are speaking in Spain, that we are using Spanish, that it's a language that more than 500 million people speak in the world, so the content can travel very well. But it's also true that it's it's we need to look at uh, the country market by market to understand how, how the dynamics work. It's also true that there are some trends that are cross-country in Europe. Uh, usually we should say that the entertainment is the only category that you can really see it across markets performing very, very, very well. But there are some uniqueness that we need to highlight. No? And if we look at, for example, the Nordics, the true crime genre is the king. No? Mm -hmm. In Spain, uh, entertainment and comedy, it's uh, definitely the, 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 the genre that has been performing better. In Italy, for example, the uniqueness of Italy is that news and current events is the genre that it's uh, capitalizing most of the audience so far. No? And for example, in the UK, we have uh, that uh, celebrity interviews, conversational shows is, is the top genre. So we see some differences, but we also see some common trends across markets. So um, definitely there are some trends we need to pay attention to, but this is also evolving. No? If we look at the charts five years ago, have nothing to do with uh, what, what, we, what we see now in, in the charts. So this is evolving pretty fast. We have more and more creators, as I was saying before, creating new content and generating new content on a daily basis. And uh, you have the possibility to connect with existing audiences um, out there. So I think this is something we need to pay attention to. And even we see that there are some trends that or some genres that really work. I encourage creators to do whatever they want to do, because there is always an audience ready to listen to you out there. You have just mentioned the, the charts and you are the head of podcast in Southern and Eastern Europe at Spotify, as we said before. And Spotify is quite important for podcasters, especially your rankings. Tell me, uh, what do the Spotify rankings say about the listening trends of a country? Yeah, um, uh, two years ago we we made a small change in the in how the charts were were being built. The reason why is because if we only look at most consumed podcasts, the truth is that the the rankings didn't rotate that much and that was becoming uh, a little bit boring for our users so we think of charts and rankings as a tool also for uh, users to discover more and more content so that's why we came up with an algorithm that it's not only looking at most consumed podcasts but it's also looking at what is the growth of that given podcast or what is the following base that that podcast uh, has and, and what has been the week on week growth what this allows is that new shows also have the possibility to get into the charts, which is something that it's helping a lot to a lot of listeners to discover new content. No, So um, I should 
say that the charts, in my opinion, nowadays have, it's a mix of different factors, but I should say that the creators have more chances to get into the podcast, into the rankings, even if the podcast is just brand new and there are only a few episodes being published. And of course, it speaks about the market. It speaks about the, the behaviors of the listeners. But uh, above all, I think mm, charts should be seen as a discovery tool for, for uh, the listeners and creators to connect with new audiences. And going back to, to the listeners, how's the, the average podcast listener in Europe? I'm talking about age, male or female, their, their interests. Yeah, we are. Um, podcasting is a format that it's quite even when it comes to genre, uh, gender. So it's 50-50, male and female. And this is quite uh, the standard across markets, internationally speaking, 50-50. And we should say that um, on a global um, scope, it skew uh, a little bit to younger audiences. No, If we look in particular to Spain and Italy, that are the markets that are um, I'm, I'm more uh, close to, uh, millennials is the biggest group, followed by uh, Gen Zers. And Gen Zers, we should say that is the group that has experienced like a higher growth over the last year. So even though millennials is, is even bigger as in absolute numbers, uh, when it, when we look at the growth rates, uh, Gen Zers are, are growing super, super fast. So we see young audiences connecting very well with this. In particular, in Spain, we see that there is a strong connection from the from radio. So there are lots of older audiences that used to listen to radio that are now also connecting with, uh, with the digital formats and they are joining or using Spotify to to listen to to podcasts but uh, yeah as as a recap the bottom line is that it's 50-50 when when we speak about gender and uh, it's also skewing uh, younger audiences and when do we listen to to our podcasts are there many differences between countries about the moments we we choose to listen that that is quite standard across markets uh, there are two peaks during the year uh, during the day that we see as as the moments where people listen to podcasts more and i think uh, those are the what we used to call the commuting times no so there is one peak in the morning uh, depends on what are the behaviors in the in the different countries and when they get to to work to the university to 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 their daily duties uh, and the other one is at um, after work, after university. So we, we should say that there is consum consumption happening throughout the day, but there are two peaks. If we look at Spain or Italy, the, the, the morning peak, it's more around 8, p 8 a.m. And, and the afternoon peak might be around 6, 7 p.m. Mm -hmm. uh, what would you say, uh, talking back about all these podcasts we have, uh, there are a lot of new episodes coming out every day. As we speak, uh, <laughs> along with this episode, there might have come out like a thousand more. So what would you say a podcast needs to have to, to be successful and to get into those charts, for example? it's it's the, I don't have like the exact answer for, for this. What I should say is that I will never encourage creators to do whatever they do just to succeed or to appeal like the, the, the mainstream audience. The, the good of podcasting or the benefits of podcasting is that it's a super democratized uh, format. Uh, what that means is that you have the chance, um, thanks to the digital world we live in, uh, to connect with existing audiences. And you may have like a super niche show that suddenly is appealing a group of people that it's super engaged with, with your show and you don't need to appeal the rest. I mean, you are doing something for, uh, I don't know, um, soccer fans, it's quite mainstream, but let's say another niche uh, sport uh, that um, not many people like. But maybe there are not that many podcasts about it and, and you suddenly engage with that audience and, and you make sure that, that that audience is actually having you as the main reference in the podcasting world to speak about that topic. So 
coming back to your question, I don't think there is like a one final advice, one final clue that uh, will resolve all, all of uh, the problems or answer all the questions. But uh, I definitely think and I encourage creators to do what they like to do and connect with the audience they want to connect. So it's not only about numbers. It's also about how uh, strong the connection you build up with your audience uh, is looking like. For all our, our cricket lovers out there, <laughs> exactly. just in case, you you, should, you might be starting a podcast soon. I was looking for, for that type of sport. Cricket sounds good to me. Yeah. And before we, we finish the episode, Edu, I would like you to, to answer to me the three questions about the podcasting okay. industry. I always do these questions to, to everyone who comes here to Sounds Like Europe. In this case, your country happens to be the, the same as mine, so, so we, let's see if we are on the, on the same page. What would you say is the, the most important podcast in your country right now? Well, um, it's a difficult question. It's a difficult question. I, 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 I think um, if you will ask me, ask me this question, I think... Um, Um, we should definitely highlight those podcasts. Of course, there are many, many, many good podcasts and important podcasts in the market right now and, and that made history in the past. But I think there are some that maybe for uh, given reasons they have made uh, history or they have become like a milestone in our in our story. And, I, and, and if I highlight them is because I think they have helped to move the industry in, in one given direction. No? And, and if I need to pick some... Let, let me not just take one, no, but uh, yeah. definitely there have been some that have created and moved the industry, as I was saying, in 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 uh, to another level, to step up the industry in our country. No, we can speak, for example, um, I'm coming to to 2020, but I think, uh, for example, X-ray was was a documentary that was somehow changing how we were approaching different topics in the podcasting world, and and it has definitely bring the documentary to another level uh, in mm -hmm. the podcast industry. We also have. Uh, Estirando el Chicle, a good example of how we can change a podcast that was quite niche in the past suddenly became like a mainstream event and mainstream um, effect that suddenly there was a stadium here in Madrid uh, having more than 15,000 people listening to these podcasters. That mm -hmm. was something that we couldn't imagine before. No. Also, we have um, uh, El País, for example, doing the daily show that suddenly has brought uh, the the I wouldn't like to call them traditional media, but other formats, media such as newspapers, suddenly embracing the, the, the podcasting world and doing something that it's connecting again with the existing audience they, they, they have already reading newspapers, but in another format and connecting in, a, in another way. No, So, uh, sorry to not answer the question with just one show, but I think we have multiple examples of how we can use uh, audio and podcasting to uh, change the industry and, and step up. Yeah, those three picks sound, sound good to, to me, and I think they represent very well how the podcasting industry has been evolving in Spain in the last few years. Um, when's your favorite moment, Edu, to, to listen to podcasts? Well, I listen to podcasts every <laughs> pretty much every... Out of work. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So because of my work, of course, I spend a lot of time uh, listening to podcasts. But maybe I can use the example of when I used to listen to podcasts before joining Spotify, <laughs> which is more like in my normal um, life. And uh, I, I should say that commuting time is the best time for me to listen to podcasts because um, I'm, I really like to be in the bus, the subway, or, or just walking with, with the headphones uh, listening to, to audio. And uh, also, I should say that I'm, I'm I'm using it more and more to to go to bed and relax a little bit before sleeping. Sometimes I um, 
awake in at night still with the with the headphones uh, sounding but uh, but uh, yeah I think it's a, a behavior that I started doing like a few years ago and it really helped me to relax uh, before going to sleep and what's something that makes you stop everything you are doing in, a, in any given moment and go listen to, to a podcast Yeah, I, I should say that uh, especially with uh, fictions and limited series, it's definitely something that engaged me a lot because it's true that with conversational shows, I don't really have that tension to listen to it immediately and, and I can wait a few hours uh, to, to, to listen to the new episodes. But whenever I'm super engaged with... Uh, with uh, it can be a fiction, but it can be also a documentary that it's a limited series. Um, I'm, I'm, if I'm really engaged, it's that I'm super um, connected to understand when the new episodes are coming up and, and, and listening to them as soon as possible. Eduardo Alonso, Head of Podcast for Southern and Eastern Europe at Spotify, thanks a lot for being here on this episode of Sounds Like Europe. Thank you very much, Javi, for, for, for having me here and, and maybe I, I got closer to you and bring some, some news from Spotify that you liked. And to everyone on the other side, I've been your host, Javi Caminero. Thank you for listening and I hope you'll do it again in two weeks. Bye-bye. Sounds Like Europe, cross-border podcasting, is a WePod podcast funded by the Creative Europe Programme. Hosted and written by Javi Caminero, sound design by Manu Tomio, coordinator Alexander Damiano Ricci, executive producer Anna Ribera. Mm -hmm.